1: Welcome to the Naked Marriage Podcast. We are Dave and Ashley Willis. And on this podcast, we address the truth about sex, intimacy, and lifelong love. And I love the season that we're in right now. Over the next several months, uh, we're we're taking apart our very favorite marriage advice. Marriage advice that we've kind of gathered from wise mentors through the years and things that have helped us the most in our own marriage. And we're dedicating one piece of marriage advice per episode and just really unpacking it. And we've got a, a great one today. And so thank you guys so much for, for tuning in wherever you're listening, or even if you're watching this on YouTube, whether you're seeing us or just hearing us, we're glad that you're part of this and uh, and so honored that you're part of this online community. And thanks for those who are leaving reviews. They really encourage us. And in, in fact, my beautiful bride is going to read uh, one of the recent reviews.
0: That's right. It's from Lexi Loops and it's entitled A Solid Podcast. She gave us five stars. Thank you, Lexi. And she said, I really appreciate this podcast. The discussions are too good. And I appreciate the fact that they talk about the realities of marriage without making it sound like drudgery, which I love that word drudgery. drudgery. It's such it's a cool grit-ish. word. I love it's it. Drudgery. You know, I, I love that. And we, you know, marriage is awesome. Marriage is awesome. Oh, it it is. can be very hard. But marriage is awesome. And so I I love that she pointed that out. I hope every episode, you know, we do talk about the realities, but that we also show how awesome marriage is. So thank you, Lexi, for leaving that. And if you would like to leave a review, please do so. It is the very best way that you can actually spread kind of the the news of the podcast to your married friends. So we really appreciate it.
1: Yeah. Thank you guys so much. And we've got a fun topic today. So let's dive in. I love Naked. So I love the piece of marriage advice we're focusing on in today's episode. And that is love your spouse even on the days when it's hard to like your spouse. Mm-hmm. And early on in marriage, like when you've got kind of those those puppy dog eyes for each other and you're exchanging your vows, I think there's this mindset that like we're just gonna feel nothing but gushy, lovey, Romantic feelings. And that's all we're ever going to feel for each other. We're never going to be frustrated with each other. We're never going to disagree. We're never going to annoy each other. But the truth is, in marriage, there are going to be moments that you do. Not for me. I've never, ever oh, been, goodness. ever annoyed by you in any way. But I know that I've been annoying to you. Oh and my God. You still love me through it. And <laughs> what we found from like our mentor couples, older, wiser couples, is that they get this that love is like this unshakable commitment that is the bedrock of the marriage. But there, there are some days where you're just kind of getting under each other's skin. And yeah. on those days, it's even more important to show each other love and commitment. Uh, your spouse needs love the most in in the, on mm-hmm. the days when they deserve it least, you know, right? You don't just right. love those who are being lovable. You love each other because because you're in covenant with one another. So how do you do that, though? That's the hard question. How do you show love to each other when it's hard to even like each other some days?
0: I think the most important thing we can do is realize that we cannot allow our feelings to be our compass because Mm. they're going to be all over the place. Like when I think about being a little bit hard to love, hmm, I think (laughs) the thing that comes to mind the most in this moment is just thinking about right after having babies, like being exhausted and I nursed all our kids. So I had that going on and oh man, that was hard. And, and then they spit up on me and I was really grumpy. I don't do well without sleep. And I also am an introvert and I, d- I don't do well if I don't have some time of solitude. Yeah. And when you have a newborn, that's not there. I mean, it's just not possible. And Dave's a very hands-on dad. So it's not because he wasn't helping, but I just remember being really disgruntled a lot of, even though I had all the gushy, you know, baby feelings and all that. It was very sweet. I love babies, but I just remember being a little bit hard to love. Like I, you are hard to like, I guess. Um, you were amazing. You loved me through it. And, um, you would always, you wouldn't let feelings, you wouldn't let my disgruntledness make you treat me differently. Now I'm not giving anybody license to be like rude here. I'm not saying I was rude to you or anything, but just being kind of scratchy, you know?
1: Right, you've got to give each other a lot of grace, especially if, if you if you've had children, if you had young babies in the house, you know what that's like. Yeah. There's exhaustion; you're just squeezed every possible way, mm-hmm. and. And no matter how you divide it up, especially if there's, if there's breastfeeding going on, there's just certain things that dad can't do. Yeah. I mean, I, I tried to breastfeed. I think it was frustrating for both not. the baby and me. It just, nothing <laughs> nothing happened. Uh, not true. Not true. But, like, you were the one that was having to get up on that schedule. And mm-hmm. I would bottle feed some, you know, yeah. to, to try to... You know, just to supplement and to help when I could. But a lot of those late nights, you know, you were know. you were having to face it and and you do you do need you your best when you have like a, a very specific, you know sleep schedule. I think most people are. yeah, most yeah. human beings are. And there was only so much that I could do. Um, and so I saw that like not at all as like, oh, I've got to love my unlovable wife. Like <laughs> I felt bad for how mo- most of it was falling on you. And I was just trying to find ways to lighten your load. Yeah. Um, and I think that in marriage, if, if our first instinct isn't, oh my gosh, they're so annoying right now. But right. our first instinct yeah. is, this is the person I love more than anyone on earth. I'm, yeah. I'm, they're my partner. They're my best friend. They're my spouse. How can I lighten their load? They're clearly not at their best right now. What in my power can I do to help them be at their best, not just yeah. so that my life's easier, but so that their life is easier. Right. Because you care. Because I care. Right. Yeah. Because if and if your mindset is how can we serve each other mm-hmm. instead of how can we just put up with each other? Yeah. Then just that mindset alone will give you a head start.
0: Absolutely. And you did. You love me so well through that because I even, you know, a lot of times when we're in in a hard season, even if it's beautiful, I mean, having children it's just a beautiful thing, but it comes with some stress and it comes with adjustment. And when you add additional children, you've got other like toddlers at home. It's just, it's a lot. And so it can make you a little scratchy and just loving each other through both each, you know, because I'm sure there were times where you were stressed too. And I would try to love you through that. But, you know, we just got, there's an ebb and flow to it because- we all go through seasons of stress and we handle it differently. But again, this doesn't give anybody license to be rude or to be dismissive. It just means that you give your spouse the benefit of the doubt. I mean, I think that's the biggest thing you can do is, is you can go to them, you know, address the behavior, especially if it's a continued behavior, maybe where it comes off disrespectful and say, listen, I am so sorry that things are so hard right now. And you probably don't even realize you're doing this, but I, I feel like you're kind of mad at me. Like, are, are you mad at me? Did I do something? When you come from that stance, it's disarming. Yes. But when you come at somebody who's stressed and who's tired and who's frustrated and just kind of going through a hard season and you're accusing them and you're just like, you do this and you, you know, I've got it hard too. And why can't you just suck it up? Like those kind of things. It's just, you might as well just like light a fire. I mean, you're just, you're really just pouring gasoline on the fire, so to speak. You know, we use that terminology a lot. We need to be like the water that puts out that fire that says, I want to help you. I see the best in you. I know this is just a hard season and I'm going to love you through it, you know? And I think that a lot of times where this is super hard is when the spouse is doing something that's wrong and you're having to, you don't like what they're doing, like an addiction or a certain behavior and you don't like what they're doing and you're still trying to love them through it. That's a really hard place to be.
1: Yes. And that's, that's really a whole different animal. I mean, like yeah. that, that, that opens it up to a whole different realm of possibility. So I, yes. I, I think in much of the marital frustration, um, the advice you gave is just a hundred percent spot on. Like just instead of saying, well, uh, you know, I've got it hard too, or, you know, you're, you're being a baby and instead yeah. of what, any of that or keeping score, just saying, you know, I'm so sorry. I'm so sorry that you're you're having such a hard time. What can mm-hmm. I do to lighten your load? Um, have I done something to anger you? Like Ashley said, just those, those kind of comments are so disarming um, and will help bring your spouse kind of back to that perspective where they can communicate in a healthy way. But when, like Ashley said, it's rooted oh, yeah. in something that's just unhealthy. And then it becomes this point of like, at what point do I go from being an encourager mm-hmm. to being like, someone who's going to stage an intervention, basically. Because you don't
0: want to be an enabler.
1: I don't want to be an enabler either. Right. How do I encourage without enabling? Mm-hmm. Uh, and that's a really, that's a fine line, especially with something like addiction. And and if it is addiction related, um, not to turn this episode into an addiction episode, um, we have we have a, a recent episode where we interviewed our friends, Eric and Kristen Kennedy. He talked a lot about uh, his journey with drug and alcohol addiction and coming through that and shared some very wise insights on mm-hmm. on how to, you know how to come through that. How to support a spouse through that without being an enabler? Mm-hmm. I'd encourage you to listen to that. And then counseling can be incredibly, incredibly helpful, yes. uh, as well as as the the addiction recovery groups. You know, like A A N A, Al-Anon, uh, the, for the for those who are the spouse, family members of right. those who are addicted. Finding Celebrate those communities recovery. of support. Yeah, Celebrate yeah. Recovery is a great program. So there are so many, so many resources out there that are specific to the addiction, the substance abuse addiction in particular, but maybe the unhealthy behavior isn't yeah. in a substance abuse. I mean, it could be, um, gosh, it could be anything. It could be
0: gaming. I mean, we get, a lot of, um, we get a lot of emails from people who really feel like their spouse's gaming hobby has become more important than their marriage you know, and it could be anything, even beyond like, gaming. It could be golf. I mean, you know, whatever it is, but like we're something.
1: Like the video games like they, in particular. Like, yes, like, like the, video games. Not gambling per se, but right. like playing video games. And it's usually a wife writing in and saying. It's usually a
0: wife, I will my say. Husband,
1: yeah. My husband is on video games all the time. And I think it's the the lamest thing ever. And it's killing well, our marriage. He's ignoring us. Like right, that, that's right. what I
0: hear. I mean, I actually just got a message the other day that I haven't even had a chance to answer yet. And it was it was like this this wife who said, listen, I don't want to, I don't want him to not enjoy himself. Like gaming in and of itself is not bad. It's, it, you know, my, my boys love to game. Like they all four really enjoy Roblox. You know, they love it. And like Minecraft it's, or it's a way they, lots of different, they connect.
1: Well, yeah, and they they connect to other people. Like yeah. some of their friends out of state, it's really become a way for them to to engage with other guys. You know, right. and I, I think for, for boys and- Other kids. Other kids, yeah. yeah. <laughs> for boys and then, you know, for men too, I, yeah. I feel like, you know, the video game world- isn't just an escape I think for some of them it's it's also a social connection oh, because yeah, of the, sure. how it's integrated now so that's part of it but anything out of balance can be really really detrimental to a marriage
0: absolutely and
1: whether it's video games or uh, any hobby, any hobby and we've had whole episodes on yeah. hobbies and yes. how it can it, it can it can quickly get out of balance and how you have to find balance for those hobbies having a hobby can be a good escape it can be a good thing oh yeah but when out of balance it can be a bad thing but for this particular topic, it's we're really saying for whatever it is that's making you not at your best. And then how do you love, how do you love your spouse through it? Um, whether it's them being grumpy or when they're doing something you just disagree with. I mean, yeah. it could be a a moral disagreement, like you're just doing something that I just I feel like it's yeah. it's wrong. Or um it it might not be a moral issue, it might just be an attitude issue. Mm-hmm. But what is what does that look like? Where where is that line between loving and accepting them exactly as they are, but yet pushing them to become the best version of themselves mm-hmm. and not just, you know, sitting by idly and saying, Well, yeah, you can you can be mean to me for the rest of our marriage and that's fine. I'm just gonna love you through it. Because yeah. that's not, Mm-mm. you know, the the Bible has so much to say about um you know about loving people who are unlovable, even you know, even going so far as turning the other cheek in Jesus's words. Mm-hmm. But you'll also see in the example of Jesus himself, he was never anybody's doormat right mm-hmm. like he he never let anybody else dictate um the the agenda where he was just so easygoing Mm-mm. that that he would just go along with whatever anybody wanted him to do because all through the gospels there were people that were trying to get Jesus to do all these different things and while he was the kindest and most loving person in the history of the world Jesus all the time was standing up and saying no I'm not going to do that no I'm going over here this is where this is where I'm yeah. called to be and I know you you think you need me over here right now But that's not what my mission is at this moment. I'm going over here. And when he would see injustice, uh, how a righteous anger even would would stir up in him. I think that somehow we've got this kind of false mindset in Christianity that that we're never allowed to be angry and that anger itself is like a sin or a wrong or that's not a Christian idea. That's actually a Buddhist idea, if you want to get very specific about it. Christianity teaches the common sense that anger is a natural human emotion that you're going to experience. The Bible says, in your anger, do not sin. You're going to experience anger. You have to be very careful with your anger, the Bible teaches, because in our anger, we're much more likely to sin. But there are times where, where... Anger is the appropriate response. Now, it's never the appropriate attitude and mindset where you're just walking around angry. But, you know, when we see uh, human trafficking and when we see children being exploited and we see some of these, you know, racism and these injustices happening in the world, I think a, a righteous anger is is part of the natural thing that, that we uh, we need to feel and we right. need to respond in a healthy way in that. When it comes back to your marriage, you know, it, it gets a bit more delicate and nuanced perhaps because we we never want anger to be what's driving anything we do in marriage.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: But at some t- at some point too, if your spouse's attitude and actions are just consistently unhealthy and, and mm-hmm. broken and they're just not taking any accountability for that, there is a place and a time where there is no other natural response than to have a, a healthy amount of this righteous anger that says, no, I, I refuse to let us live this way. God's mm-hmm. called us to so much more, and we're not going to just I'm not going to just bury my head in the sand, and we're not just going to waste our lives because, you know, you're refusing to see this. We we have got to take action. We've got to take action. We're going to yeah. get into counseling or we're going to we're going to have an action plan and we're going to move forward. And loving you does not mean sitting idly by and letting you sabotage your life or our home. Loving you in this instance sometimes might mean taking a bold step and saying, you know, I insist that, that yeah. we take, we take an action
0: here. And that we get help because I yeah. care about you. You know, a, a term I often use with our boys is you're better than this. Like when something's wrong, because I always, I remember, I don't know if I read a, a, a parenting book or a counselor told me this. I can't remember where I heard it, but it said, you know, never put labels on your kids, like these negative labels, like, you know, you're, this or you're that. You know, it's okay to call out the behavior, but you need to encourage them and 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 really call out those good things that that God made them to be. In the same way, it's a little different marriage, obviously we talk all about not parenting your spouse. We have whole episodes about that. So just hear me here for a second. You know, it's it's similar in the sense of how when our spouse is, you know, actively doing something wrong, whether it's an addiction or maybe, I mean, it could be something as simple as their attitude has totally changed. And like, suddenly they've become really mean to the neighbors or mean to the coworkers. And they're maybe doing things where they're being dishonest. And and it's like, all of a sudden, they're just not the person you married. And you're like, where is this coming from? You have to go to them and say, listen, I love you. And, and this is not you, you know, this is not you and you you're better than this. I don't know why you've fallen into this, this bad behavior, but this is not who you are. And, and God wants better for you and for us. And you know, what you do as my spouse is a reflection on me and it's a reflection on our entire family. And I don't want you to hurt yourself, but I know you also don't wanna hurt us. You know, and you gotta call out those things and not talk to them again as if you're better, you're you know this this parent figure, but you're leveling with them as the loving spouse that you are, and saying like, "I love you too much to let you keep on hurting yourself like this or hurting our family like this." Yeah, absolutely. You know, it could be something like spending. Like maybe they just keep on overspending, or they're hiding things. You know, we've got to call out those behaviors that that not only hurt our spouse but hurt our whole family, and and really can just you know, if we don't say something, it can get a lot worse before it gets better. And so again, we do have to be willing to do that. And, and in that sense, love is, you know, love is honest. And, and we have to be honest about the behavior. There's a, a proverb that says, wounds from a friend can be trusted. And I love that because it's basically saying, you know, there's there's yes men and women all around you who are gonna tell you what you wanna hear, but a true friend and your best friend, your spouse will tell you the honest truth in love. Yeah, And so, you know, we have to be willing to have those hard conversations.
1: One goal we've had as a family lately is to try to just eat healthier and junk is sometimes more convenient and we're eating unhealthy, not because we want to, but it's just because it's what's easy to grab. But then came along Thrive.
0: That's right. Thrive
1: Market is helping us in really simple, practical ways.
0: And as a Thrive Market member, we save money on every single grocery order, on average, we save over 30% each time, which I mean, I don't know about you, but I love saving money. They even have a deals page that changes daily and always has some of our favorite brands, which right now we are loving the hum brand, Zero Sugar Kombucha. And so check those out. Go to Thrive Market, join in on the savings with Thrive Market today and get 30% off your first order plus a free $60 gift. Go to thrivemarket.com naked for 30% off your first order plus, A free $60 gift. That's Thrive T H R I V E Market.com slash N-A-K-E-D. Thrive Market.com slash naked.
1: Proverbs has so much wisdom on how to have how to have those healthy and important conversations in a way that is led by love Mm -hmm. um, but also speaks the truth. And even when the truth is painful to say and even when it's painful to hear, you have to have the kind of trust in your marriage where Mm you're willing to share those truths and you're willing to hear those truths without just putting up your armor and getting defensive and turning it into a fight, but realizing my spouse is telling me this because they love me me, and they want the best thing for our marriage. And so continue to do those things and allow God to, to work in your own heart mm-hmm. uh, so that you could be at a place of, of patience with each other. In fact, if you missed it, go back two episodes and listen to our full episode on, on being patient with each other.
0: This which definitely takes a lot of patience.
1: Takes a lot of patience. I think really <laughs> that's the first step to get to this, to loving yeah. your spouse in those difficult seasons is, is it's going to take patience. And so listen to that and then and then just allow God to work on your heart and pray for God to do the same in your spouse's heart so that both of you can be in a mindset and in a heart space where the Holy Spirit can can lead lead you to where he wants you to go and mm-hmm. bring the growth he wants to bring in both of you through the difficult seasons and through the the easy seasons, because I think all of those are gifts from God. I think difficult seasons bring growth, mm-hmm. easier seasons bring rest. And every season, every everything we face is, is a gift from God if we'll receive it as a gift from God. And so just uh, you know, pray, pray for that, and, and you'll be amazed, I think, at what God will do through it. Sweetie, any final words before we jump into the Q&A?
0: No, I think it's time to jump in. We love the Q&A. And if you want to have us answer a question, whether it's about this particular episode or anything, any subject when it comes to marriage, you can actually submit your question at nakedmarriagepodcast.com. And those are the questions that we actually answer here. And like we always say, we, we only see these when we're recording, like in live, in time of recording. Right. And so we haven't seen these questions before we actually answer them. And so here is today's question.
1: All right, this one says, I just listened to your summer quickie podcast episode about sexual baggage, episode 93. My husband had a consensual sexual relationship with someone else before we got married. I find myself dealing with fears that my husband still harbors feelings for the girl who broke his heart, among other fears of inadequacy. I'm wondering how to put away these harmful thoughts permanently. Yeah, that's a very, that's a question. very vulnerable question. Thank you for writing it, and and just like that entire uh, podcast episode addressed, I think so many people carry these same kinds of, um, you know, same kind of, of of wounds of of just wondering, like, is my spouse, are they measuring me up against people from mm-hmm. their sexual past, um, or am I potentially doing the same toward them, and and that kind of sexual baggage is, is, uh, it can be so hard. And that's, that's part of why God gave us such a clear roadmap for sex that he intended it, um, exclusively for, for a man and a woman within the covenant of marriage and never outside that. And when we follow his plan for sex, it protects our hearts and it protects yeah. our marriages from some of the wounds of this, of the sexual baggage. But we also know we live in a broken world where where almost everybody has some form of, of sexual baggage, whether it's from sexual sins they themselves committed, sexual sins that were inflicted on them through the yeah. form of abuse, uh, the the inadequacy, inadequacy or fears of of knowing that your spouse has a sexual past and how to deal with that, or even the mindsets that we carry into marriage yeah. about sex, just mindsets in and of themselves, even if there was no sexual sin involved, can create Baggage. It can create feelings of inadequacy. Um, you know, pornography, which uh, which is, is so rampant, and was part of what gave me baggage, mm-hmm. uh, is, is part of the story so often because it plants these toxic images in our minds. Um, so, yeah, all that to say, uh, for the the courageous woman who wrote this question, you know, mm-hmm. first off, you're you're not alone. I think every honest person deals with some level of sexual baggage in some form or another. Because of, uh, because of their thought life, because of mm-hmm. their past, because of a million different reasons. And so in this particular situation, which I do think is a very common yeah. form, you know, how do you, how do you deal with that? Sweetie, what are some of your thoughts?
0: You know, I, I think first of all, and I don't know their entire you know, story, we only have a little bit of the situation here, but I think that if, you know, I would ask this wife, is there something that your husband has either said or done that has brought this on. And if there is, I would go to him and in the most loving way possible, tell him about it and say, you know, you probably didn't intend to do this, you know, or make me feel this way. But this particular thing you're doing or this thing that you said makes me feel this way. It makes me feel inadequate. And I'm having a hard time dealing with that. And so if that is the case, you know, I would definitely go to him about those issues. Now, if that's not the case and you just feel like it's something that that you, like, it's something you think about, you know, when maybe you guys are being intimate and it's like these thoughts that you're fighting. That's a case where you got to ask the Lord to renew your mind because our thought life, we talk about this all the time that, you know, our sex it really starts in our minds it starts with with what we think about ourselves our spouse about sex in general the conversations we're having with our spouse and then it eventually leads to the bedroom and so if we have this mental block of constantly feeling like we're not good enough or is our husband you know comparing us to this other person then it kind of you know keeps it keeps this this wife from enjoying sex and from really experiencing that connection. And so that's, that's a thing where it talks about in the Word where we need to ask the Lord to renew our mind. And that takes prayer. And so I would say that, you know, pray about your sex life and and really go to God with it. He already knows, but go to him and say, listen, Lord, help me. Help me to overcome these thoughts of insecurity, these thoughts of inadequacy, because I want to have an amazing, you know, marriage with my husband. And I want sex to not be this thing that I dread, but this thing that I really enjoy. And, and if if your husband is doing something that makes you feel this way, pray about that as well. But also, you know, go ahead and and address that. Don't don't act like it's, you know, don't think it's just going to get better on its own because odds are he doesn't even realize he's doing it. And I'm sure that that once you tell him that he's doing something that is making you feel that way, I'm sure it, he would be very concerned and he'd want to do whatever he could to reassure you that he loves you and he adores you.
1: Man, that's that's great advice. I don't think I can add anything <laughs> to to. To to what was just said, and so uh, just to apply that for anyone that is um, that is experiencing some of the feelings that this sure. this wife is feeling, um, guys, we'd love to keep the conversation going with you. So you can you can find us um, at Dave and Ashley Willis on Instagram. If you just search the word marriage on Facebook, uh, our marriage page will pop up, and then we'll also try to connect you to all of the other resources in the XO Marriage Universe, the website where you can go and find all that kind of in one stop. Is XO Marriage com. If you're watching this on YouTube, you can see I'm even wearing He's got my this
0: really cool XO swag right
1: now, XO uh, sweatshirt. You can find even stuff like this at XOMarriage.com. And at the live events, once those start back up, you know, right now as this is airing, you know, we're still in a time where live events are sort of a tentative thing. We're all trying to figure out as as a, as a world when all that's gonna yeah. happen. But we're moving forward believing that our big annual event every year that happens Valentine's Day weekend uh, live at Gateway Church and simulcast all over the world is going to happen as scheduled. And we would love to see you there or at one of the live simulcast events. I'm yes. um, just believing that it's happening uh, full force and it's gonna be better than ever. And so um, when registration for that opens, you can even find that at exomarriage.com And we'd love to see you there.
0: That's right. We will see you guys next time.